What's going on, Pete and Pete enthusiasts? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. And here, rocking more and sucking less in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. Just showing some love for uh, for Mr. Uh, Pete. Yeah, Pete and Pete, both of them. Both both they Pete's. A podcast now. Really? They They together have a podcast, yeah. I see. So yeah, I see. So how's your uh, how's your week going, man? My week is, um, you know, what's great is having back to back Saturday gigs. Uh, my Saturdays are booked for the next god almost through the summer, but I have kind of nothing happening during the week. Yeah, so it feels very relaxing. Although my gig schedule is quite full, it's really nice. It's really nice. So I've had the last two weeks off. Um, well, n- not the next. So last weekend I was in Nashville, um, traveling for a friend's and, um, uh, actually there's something to talk about there, of course, mm. uh, cause there was a band and then, um, I'm off this weekend as well. And then June kind of kicks the whole shebang off. So, um, our son's been at sleepaway camp all week, so we are looking forward to kind of resetting and doing some family stuff this weekend. Nice. Uh, and this is hopefully the last weekend I have no bathroom. How are you? Um, I mean, I don't want to ask like a personal question. <laughs> how's the, how's, uh, what's the backup plan? The current situation is as follows. Uh, there is a single full bath upstairs, um, that everybody in the house is sharing. Oh. So four human beings in one sink and one shower. Not ideal. Not great. Um, but it's, the work is coming along. I think the, they finished tile today. They, they paint tomorrow and, we're optimistic that it'll be ready by first of next week. Great. And it will all have been worth it. And is that, that the point. last of the, I mean, I know you've done Reno outside and all across the whole yeah. house. And- Barring some things that need to be followed up on. Yes. That is a, um, we, we are done Sweet. <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Sweet. So very good. Very good. Well, um, so I have a, I have a couple of things. Okay. Before we kind of get into the meat of it, um, that yes. I forgot to mention in our pre-gaming, we have a little pre-game chat before that we push the record button to say, what are we even talking about? Yeah, yeah what's the gist? So, um, um, you know, we got this deal at Pig Pounder and um, the woman who booked us there is awesome and loves us and is very, she's like young and energetic and has never done this before. So she's a little, she's a little out of her depth and she kind of knows it. Um. Uh, and she's booked us through August plus the Saturday before Halloween. Um, and we want to talk about the rest of the dates, but like getting each other together for that is, is, um, is difficult. Um, so I dropped by there after work on Tuesday and I found her sitting with her cousin drinking a beer and I was like, all right, you're off the clock. I'm not gonna, <laughs> like I went over and said hi and said, I'm not going to bug you about this now. Um, but we have a date there this Saturday, just another just another Saturday. Um, and then we're there the Saturday after as well. And what that is, is their fifth anniversary party. Okay. And we're one of three bands, the final band and we're leading right into a DJ who's closing it out through 2 AM. And, um, so instead of seven to 10, we're six to nine, which is even better for us. Yeah. And, um, right now that Facebook event has like 800 (laughs) responses to it. 
So that means that 800 people are coming, right? No, it does not mean that, but it certainly means more than the, you know, dozen who were there last time we played. It's going to be, it's going to be quite a night there, I think. And, um, um, they've got food trucks and, uh, I think the axe throwing is back. Did you see my video of the axe throwing? No, I did not. Oh, dude. So they're, they have a, a vendor who pulls up a, a trailer that is a, you know, steel cage with axe targets at the end of it. And you step up into the trail and you throw axes. Well, I, um, Scott, my bassist was filming me as I thumped two bullseyes back to back. Nice. You know what, what, um, you don't see in the video is the 30 or so ones that I threw on the ground first, but like sure. in that, that it was, it was, uh, it was like those, um, bottle flipping, you know, yeah. you only see the one that is really cool. So, so that was good. Anyway, the point that's is, the, pig that's the beauty be, of uh, social media, right? Yeah. You look really great. And, um, and you don't share the things you that aren't great. Don't share the things that aren't exactly. Exactly. So um, that was all fun. Anyway, the point is that it's going to be, I think, one heck of a night at Pig Pounder on the it's on the eighth um, week from the Saturday. So we'll be gearing nice. up for that. I think we're going to save some of our big high energy stuff and not do it this week. You know, we have a rap battle that we do that sort of become a centerpiece of our yeah. show, and I think we're going to just not do it this week. And um, yeah, you kind of have to program some variety and since yeah. you're going to be kind of dealing with repeat customers back potentially. to back yeah yeah for sure smart so, smart very cool yep um so i am currently prepping for uh, a sub gig that's my next bit that's my next thing coming up uh on the 8th uh playing guitar for saved by the band again nice um which i'm i'm stoked on because again it's a totally different set of muscles and um I think I have like 13 songs to onboard mm. and I was under the impression that we were rehearsing yesterday. Um, cause I sent him, I uh, sent Dan a message saying, Hey, I can't record cause I've got rehearsal. And it turns out that that rehearsal was actually not last. wasn't yesterday, but the following Wednesday. Ah. Um, but on the good side, I had been preparing the songs like it was yesterday. So, I had um, like really no, like kind of there's no tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. So I I'd actually been, you know, cranking pretty hard on these tunes. And uh, now I, I realize that I have an additional week to uh, internalize and perfect them, Beautiful. Um, which feels great. Yeah. That's, you know, it's a little bit of pressure off, but that also means that there's no wiggle room for the gig coming up because we won't have any time in between. I was kind of like going into the mindset, well, I'll get these as good as I can and then I'll have another week to kind of, you know, shed on them. But um, instead, uh, I'll just go ahead and crank it out. The um, the two that I worked on today were um, Private Eyes by Hollow Notes. Very nice. And uh, When You Were Young by The Killers. Oh, good. Both of which have very, very tasty guitar parts. Yeah. Um, the uh, the the challenge for Private Eyes is just getting the chord changes right. It's a complex it's a, song. It really is. It's a pretty complex song, and, and there are ways to kind of simplify it that makes sense on guitar. And I'm trying to kind of split the difference because the the gentleman who I'm filling in for was, was generous enough to send me a video of what he plays. Uh-huh. And um, I, I had a chord chart that was very busy. And so I'm kind of taking a little bit of what he's doing and then a little bit of what that was showing and kind of like, I guess, expanding it a little bit. Sure. So that'll be fun. And then the challenge with when you, when you were young is just there's a lot of parts. Um, I really have grown to appreciate the production um, of what the killers were doing because 
it's um it's fun to play and it's very like there there are certain callbacks and and the layout is really clever mm-hmm. um and kind of cool uh the real ball buster that i've really got to get going on is uh enter sandman <laughs> <laughs> which is, which if you can like imagine a a gig where you would play private eyes by hollow notes and enter sandman in the same set wow it's a it's a bit of a it's a it's a pretty wide net there. It's a good thing that you come equipped with some floor equipment that can reach those sorts of ranges of sound. It's true. Um, now he said, segueing this, into something yes, you wanted to talk well, about. It, kind of. They are not super into the whole modeling thing, so oh. um, that this is one of those where they request a live amp, which I'm happy to provide. Sure. Um, what I will end up doing is using my Helix. Uh, I've actually set up a board setting yep. uh, that does most of that. The only thing I need to add is a channel switcher so I can actually like switch channels on the amp itself, uh, which I didn't have in the last gig. But with this one, I don't think is, I don't have the option to not do it. I would say. Because doing inner Sandman, I need to have all of it. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be all the way there. <laughs> I have, all, yeah. have to have all the things. Yeah, you're not going to do that on pedal. <laughs> no. Yeah. That being said, um, I did finally just break down and I bought an HX stomp. Um, and wow. Yeah. Total, total game changer, I think. Okay. Um, and what I've been doing is that since I've been practicing at work, um, it's a perfect little way to do that. So I set up some sounds, I've been building some stuff and, um, I've got probably, I've got three or four different flavors of kind of like the same thing. And I'm trying to figure out the way I want to do it. Cause right now I've got like, six different amps that are kind of versatile, like the litigator mm-hmm. and um, uh, the cartographer yep. and uh, the, whatever the Bogner Shiva is called. It's like the man dang, yeah, something like that. I can, yeah. That are kind of on three snapshots of like clean, crunch, dirty. And I'm not sure if I want to do that or if I want to do like a clean sound with like three flavors, a crunch sound with three flavors and like a dirty sound with three flavors. And do you, to get back and forth between patches do you cord two of the buttons together or how does it so you can do it the way that they have it set up there's a number of ways of doing it now right now i'm literally doing everything inside the box i don't have any external switches or anything like that yeah yeah. but as i'm dialing sounds in and messing with it i am using the hx edit app to kind of dial these things in and do all the editing sure so that's what i'm doing primarily when i'm practicing um and i'm not quite sure how i want to do it just yet but there's a there's a couple ways of 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 setting it up. Um, they've got three modes where you actually can either pick the preset. You can either pick two pedals and a, and the tuner, or you can do three snapshots. Hmm. But if you add an external switch, you could do, you could set it up where you had maybe the, um, the three snapshots and then the two extra buttons doing, you know, preset up, preset down or that kind of thing. And then if you add MIDI to it, you know, the whole thing opens up. Well, exactly. If I was going to do that, I'd put my um, – I have a Morningstar MC6 so that I would put next uh-huh. to it that would solve the whole thing about the scarcity of buttons on that deal. Yeah. I mean, my intent is that, you know, I, I typically play rhythm, so I don't really need a whole bunch of stuff. You know, uh, as far as trying to minimize things and, and keep it simple, Sure, I, I'm trying to – avoid that. Cause I'm seeing a lot of like, you know, of course you're going, I'm going through all the sites and all the forums and trying to figure out what does what and what are people doing? And it's kind of like, I'm, I'm trying to avoid getting carried away. Mm-hmm. 
So I want to keep it as small as possible. Sure. That's, yeah. You, must, you don't buy a tiny thing to then surround it with largeness. Exactly. But I, I'm thinking it may have like flipped the switch on the other two guys in the band because I was like, look what I got. And they're like, ooh. <laughs> so maybe there'll be more. And I saw this amazing video of this this band who basically they're, they they set up a rack with three HXs in a rack, in a rack shelf that, and it's all controlled via MIDI. Hmm. And that was very intriguing. Like this. I don't know if I really want to go that route, but it's cool to know that I could if I wanted to. Like the changing is happening remotely. Yeah, everything's everything's MIDI synced. You're stepping so like, through a song. Yeah, changing all everybody's patches all at once. Yes, that's pretty awesome. It's pretty pretty genius. That's very pretty genius. genius. You go wireless into that. Yep. And then you're just running around, and your patches are changing for you in the middle of the song. That's super genius, actually. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the other thing, the other development is in messing around with my stuff at work. I've been using my inner monitors and, um, one of them has separated <laughs> from, I have these soft canal in-ears and so part, a piece of it's kind of come apart. So oh. in the event that I don't really have a gig with, uh, where I need in-ears until the 15th, I'm going to go ahead and bite the bullet and ship them off to have them repaired. Uh, hope they come back between now and then. <laughs> yeah, you know, I am shopping the custom fit, you know, molded mm-hmm. um, what's it's. I went back to the the pointy plastic tips rather than the the squishy memory foam sure. ones, and I was much happier. The last gig I played with them was much much happier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll stick with those for now. But I'm I'm looking at you. Know, the The high end of it is that you go to an audiologist who takes a mold of your ear canal, mm-hmm. and then you send that mold off and a somebody they'll make you tips that fit exactly to your own very own personal ear correct um, and that's pretty high end that's a few hundred bones it is they're really just three little bones in your ear but a hundred bones to- shadrach meshach and abednego right that was an eddie Izzard joke <laughs> yeah yeah three little bones in school aren't we? <laughs> yeah let's have it be anyway. that anyway yikes so, so um the one I have a set of 64 audio triple driver customs. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had to look it up just to check the warranty status. They were, uh, I got those in 2013. Hmm. So six years of pretty hard use. They have hung in there. Not bad. And, and like they, I said, what did they run you in 2013? Uh, they ran me about five, 600 bucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to consider that I've used them for hundreds of gigs at this point over the course of six years, yeah. that feels like money well spent. Yeah, not bad especially when you spread it out like that. Um, and I did opt to get the soft canals, which is supposed to be, you know, better for singers. They, it's, it's a feature they don't even offer anymore. Um, so I think that was just kind of one of those things where they were dealing with durability. Um, but I feel like six years out of a single unit's pretty good. Pretty good. And I'm hoping that they can repair them, but I don't know what's going to happen. Right, right. You know, if they want to rehouse them and use my, you know, impressions on file, I wouldn't hate that, but. I don't know how much it's going to cost. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. you think they neither keep, here they keep impressions from six years ago? Well, yeah, there you can. They they do keep those because the intent is is that you would stay with the company for a while and they would just have them on file. Gotcha. So makes sense. And before they were doing like these resin molds and that kind of thing. I think they just three D print them now. Oh, that's smart. Which is kind of genius. Yeah. Good. Well, we'll see. I'm I'm just hoping for a quick resolution and that I get mine back because I love them. Yeah. Excellent. They're a musician's best friend. They are. Anywho, 
Uh, I do want to give a quick shout out um, when I was in Nashville, you know, music's all around us, of course, and they had a band at the wedding. And I talked to my buddy, um, we had played uh, at his fiance, now wife's birthday party. And he was like, man, we would have, we wanted you, we would have loved you guys to play, but like, you're my friend. I don't want you to have to work at my wedding. So (laughs) that was kind of nice. I actually got to like dance at a wedding as opposed to like work it. That's fun. It was very good. And um, Emerald Empire, which is, uh, have you heard of them? No. Emerald Empire Band is one of those bands, kind of like the other band that I won't name, that like basically is just a brand that they just kind of throw groups together and send uh-huh. them out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they are they are an entity that is mostly just subcontractors. Um, but they were they were cool, and I actually I went up and talked to them because they were like, "We're so and so, thanks so much." And I went, "Is like, hey, what? Who were you guys?" And it was like, "Emerald Empire." I was like, "Oh, I know, I know these guys because I know a couple of guys who um, who play with them, kind of subbed out." Um, told them about the podcast. I don't know if any of them are listening, but uh, man, their bass player dude was a monster. Yeah, this this dude with a beard and glasses, and he was a good singer, and like he was kind of he, from what it looked like, he was running the show. That's cool. But yeah, he was great. Everybody else was great, too. But you could tell it was kind of like, you know, hi, I'm so-and-so. I play bass in this thing, and I play guitar, and okay, we're going to play this set now. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, we've been doing this for six years, and we're this, you know, perfectly tight unit. But these are only things that nerds like you and me notice. Everybody else had a great time. Exactly. Exactly. Very good. Well, word up, Emerald Unit. Emerald Empire. (laughs) Emerald Unit. That's a totally different band. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Emerald Unit. Yeah. The ladies and gentlemen, the clanky units. The clanky. You know, I considered. You know how um, some bands have like an alternate name that they open for themselves under. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the Lanky Clintons. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, I had a had some friends that they uh, their their fake name was Pornfoot. Nice. Switch foot. Okay, I like it. I like it. I like it. I think shout like out it. to Injected. If you've never heard the of those guys, they put out one record and uh, it was perfect, so they didn't have to put another one out. Oh no, I love it when you made your whole statement. Yeah, I mean, they tried to put out another record. It didn't work out, but like that first record was so stinking good, it didn't really matter. That's good. That's good. Anywho. Anywho. So. So. Dan, Dan's got an agenda he wanted to talk Whoa, about. And it's uh, kind of cool because I can kind of call back to what we've talked about on a couple of other things. Um, and I think it's a good one uh, based on just some stuff that we've been seeing in the forums and uh, on the Facebook group that I, I think it's it's worth, I think it bears repeating. So why don't you uh, why don't you talk about a little bit about what's going on? Yeah. Look, I'd say, first of all, that agenda is a strong word for it. I have agenda. a thing that I'm... Um, uh, a, a political point I'm pushing that no, no, no. Did no, I just no. assume your agenda? You did. How dare you? The point is um, that uh, as I look uh, sort of at uh, my my musical uh, endeavors right now and many other things, um, you know, I'm sitting here kind of in the afterglow, having been voted best cover band in the triad and best musician and best guitarist in the triad. Um, Thanks entirely to my own hashtag humble brag. Hashtag humble brag. You know, and 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 uh, and you know, it is entirely thanks to the people that I whipped into action. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm a manager. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my deal. Um, 
Uh, so then there's that. And then there's, um, there's some stuff that's happened at work that are uh, a couple of new opportunities that have been presented to me that I had the choice to take or not. And if I took them, they'd be very visible inside the enterprise and, you know, things that the CEO has his eye on. It's a 6,000 person company. So that's like not nothing. And, um, uh, in all cases, what I'm noticing is that I am being given by the universe, it seems, the opportunity to either um, ball up into my comfort zone or smash on out of it. Yep. And for the most part, I'm choosing to smash on out of it. And yes. the results that I'm getting are commensurate. So at risk of sounding like a self-help book, um, that that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. You know, um there's um there's a feeling that I get when I look to the west and I shut up sorry there's a feeling that I get when there's a <laughs> when there's I can't describe the vibe I get when I drive by six people and five I hit yeah anyway anyway the um you know when there's something that's um when there's an opportunity in front of me that scares me a little yeah um and I don't know if I'm growing up or just coming to trust some things about myself, but um, it seems like that has become for me a signal to lean into something rather than shy away. That's like adult stuff. I know. I know. It's creepy, right? And, um, yeah. and you know, I say all that because the, the, the thing that I've been <laughs> dealing with this afternoon is um, my – boss's boss and the leader person who puts on trade shows. We do a lot of trade shows in my company, lots and lots, yep. lots of trade shows. And like a very senior person who's in charge of our presence at trade shows found out that I'm a performer and in fact saw that I had won this thing and um, uh, requested, invited, requested that I do a show I that I play at a cocktail hour at the end of our um, user group meeting, which is in Vancouver in the end of June. And, um, you know, so in, in one sense, it's a captive audience. They're my customers and they're my coworkers. And, and I'm, you know, I was thinking about this, like, am I nervous about that? There's like, there is something there for mm. me. There's something kind of there for me, but it's not exactly nerves. I mean, I've, I play music to people who I know and don't know. And have for a long time and frequently. And, you know, stage fright is not a thing I really experience anymore. But I do notice that, like, I'm going to go be at work with those people on Monday morning. Um, and it is a solo show using equipment that is being rented for me. They're renting me a guitar. This, 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 uh, this trade show is in Vancouver. And um, so, uh, you know, and I'm planning out so that we're in the real estate business. So, um we make software in for, for real estate companies. Yep. And um, so I'm thinking through like our house, both songs, both our houses, um, the very, very fine and the, the middle of our street, both, Jesus both, Christ. both need to happen. Um, and then listeners, my beloved listeners, any other real estate related material that I need to cover? I, 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 I need your input on this. Um, Nothing's going to So, be- just off the top, just yeah, off the dome. Please, okay? let's go. Let's do it. Let's um, do it. Mama, I'm coming home. Uh-huh. Ozzy Osbourne. All right. Uh, 
Home by Phil Collins. Take me home. Oh. So don't remember. Sell me a home. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What other? Country Road. Uh, John Denver. Take me Country home Road. to the place yeah. I belong. Right. Did you just Google songs with home? In no, no, no. This is off the dome, this man. Don't, don't dome. insult. Right. Do not insult me like I don't know this stuff. How right. dare you? Fair, fair. I apologize. I will totally do John Denver. I'm not sure about Ozzy. That's actually a pretty good song. It's it's real easy, and I do it all the time. People love it. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a gooden, as they say, exactly. and you know, not, not a whole lot of people do it. Let's see what else. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of other ones. I mean, I could do um, Unchained Melody or Un Un No, not Unchained Melody. Um, what's the Talking Heads song? Well, brick Brick House. Brick House. Yes. Uh, homes where I want to be, pick me up and turn me around. Uh, talking heads. Um, uh, yeah. Like it's burning down the house. Burning down the house. Oh. You could talk about you could talk about homeowners insurance, which yeah. is very important. No, our company does a lot inside the insurance space. Yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning burning down the house for that gig that just popped in my head. Um, we also do a lot of things about like little pink houses. I that one is on my list. Yes. Um. Also, we do a lot of stuff about like mapping floodplains and things like that. So mm. floods or um, Texas flood, Texas flood, or I could play all of they might be giants flood. Yeah, uh, old apartment, which is uh, bare naked ladies. Okay, I don't know. to old apartment. Uh, all right. There, yeah, there's a, the, the the possibilities are limitless. Limit. Well, they. I no, I mean, there's a kind of a finite limit. They're getting less limited as, the more we talk. That's that's for sure. All right, Red I'll, House, over House of the Rising Sun. Oh, House of the Rising Sun. Okay, all right. You're doing well here. You're doing really well. I'm crushing this, man. You this are. is like I, I'm. This is what I live for. Um, we're kind of in the same boat trying to do the uh, the English the the British consulate thing, just right? English artists, right? Right. So I got to hammer that that's that list out. I think by tomorrow to send to the client for final approval. That's good. And that's just start shedding and shedding and shedding and shedding. So anyway, the point is that um, you know, I um I may start this question on the on the Facebook group about like, you know, what what is what is in front of you to lean into? You know, so yeah. I, there, there have been times when um going out and gig hunting was you know, I was looking at an empty calendar and, you know, full personal life or whatever and um that looked that looked pretty daunting, and really, what there was to do was just put my head down and push through it. Um, you have a small friend behind you. I do. He's our 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 four year old is. Uh, he's decided he doesn't like his room anymore, hmm. and so he's in bed, but protesting. Yeah, aren't so, we? Yeah, I've been that's there. just a part of I've been just there. a part of my life. I've been there. Yeah. Yep. Welcome to the podcast, little protester. Yeah, we thought having his brother like not in the house would like mean he would like relax a little bit, but it yeah, <laughs> has not happened at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there's uh uh you know there's a lot to be gained from leaning into that which daunts you. Yes. Uh, you know, maybe everything. Maybe that's maybe that's how you push forward. No, I mean that that is where growth is. Um. You know, anything outside your comfort zone is where you're going to experience the most growth. You know, I mean, I've been talking about that for the past couple of weeks, the past couple of episodes dealing with the uh, the karaoke thing and this wedding deal. Um, 
really causing a bunch of stress and fear and uncertainty just kind of in my, like just jet in general in my life. Um, and knowing that if I could just push through it, that there would be, there would be, you know, solid benefits. You know, we got great media. I don't know if you saw some of the pictures that we posted, Mm -hmm. um, like that picture of those girls singing in front of that giant packed house. Fantastic. Um, I took that picture actually, which is one of the things that's nice when you're doing a karaoke gig is you can, (laughs) you're free to do other things. (laughs) That's good. Um, and I sent that out to our, our client base. Um, you know, we've got our mailing list of about 500 people and, um, you know, I think that's just another thing that we can, we can offer. So feeling pretty good about that. And, um, yeah, the other thing that I really, that kind of resonates with me right now is I started, um, a book by an Arthur, an author uh, named Jen Sincero called You Are a Badass. Nice. If you've not seen that book, it's at the Targets and at the Barnes and Nobles and such, but I, I finally, I just got it on uh, on Audible and um, I've got maybe like an hour and a half left in it and man, it's just been the best butt kicker um, I've, I've listened to recently and yeah. I, I cannot... I cannot recommend it enough. Any of you who are looking to uh, grow your business or kind of do something bold and exciting, um, it is just the perfect, uh, I guess, catalyst nice. to motivate you to do those kinds of things. It's been it's been insanely valuable to me. Like my my, I feel like my life trajectory has changed in the week that I've read this book. Dang man. It's huge, like it's massive, and she's got another book called "You're a Badass at Making Money," and I'm definitely going to pick that one up. <laughs> good, very good. But yeah, it's 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 super new agey and it's super self helpy. But if you can just kind of like, again, just lean into the things that like she's saying, and kind of like you can disregard some of the the new agey vibrational frequency stuff <laughs> and core, you know there's a lot of energy talk, whatever, you know, religious, you know, skin you want to wrap it in. It's, it's, it's all there, but you know, the idea of what core energy is or calling it God or calling it whatever you want to call it. But, um, but basically like, you know, if you can change your mindset and you can learn to love yourself and not doubt yourself, you'd be surprised at what you can accomplish. And I think that's totally true. I think the things that, you know, we deal with the most in our lives that hold us back are the, you know, are between our ears. Sure. Very, very little of it is, you know, actual environmental issues. It's usually just fear of failure or embarrassment or whatever. Yeah. And it's usually not real. um, It's usually not real complex. No. It's uh, usually sort of caveman level stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I was remember that other book that I was reading that was called The Problem Was Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But I dude, that's cool. I you know, anytime that you get an opportunity to kind of it can be it can be interesting and challenging to combine your work people with your, you know, your kind of side hustle or yeah. music deal. But um when it when you have those opportunities, it can be really really cool. Um, I know my wife's company just loves the fact that she does that, and she's very like kind of buttoned up, and you know she's, you know her job is very high stress and very like regimented, and 
So anytime anybody from work from her work comes and sees her, they're like completely blown away. <laughs> That's good. Cause she's very much like a no nonsense person at work. And then mm. she, you know, is nothing but nonsense. Like pure nonsense on stage. On stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big old ball of nonsense. Yeah. That's good. You know, I had, I had some people from my office, uh, including my direct leader, um, come to the trivia a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was fun. And it was, it was, it was, um, you know the experience of of worlds colliding is a uh, is a strange one, um, but it was great to be known as that. It was great to have people you know asking, "Hey, you playing this weekend?" You know, uh, it's uh, that's one of the things I want to talk about at work, and it was good to have people you know interested yeah. enough to come to me about it. So, yep, good stuff. Yep, I've got a couple of people. Like one of the, there's a couple of guys at work who who have seen me, but like everybody's pretty supportive and. I have a sneaking suspicion at some point one of the partners will will probably end up hiring us for an event or another because I just keep getting these very specific questions about things. Mm. I think they're just, you know, they're in the planning stages of something. So. I keep hearing something like that too. There's a um, – we're moving into a new office in a couple of weeks and there's apparently going to be an open house that mm. people have said, oh, are you playing music at the open house? And I didn't actually know that it even existed before I was asked that question, the open house. And – um so I don't know. I haven't been invited to that yet, but um, I mean, as a guest, let alone as a performer. Right. Uh, so yeah, it'd be interesting. Cool beans, man. Um, I think that's great. I think that's a valuable lesson. So guys, if, if there's anything that you, you know, I think I kind of alluded to that on the, uh, on the Facebook group. I was like, Hey, what, what is a band that's like who's the biggest band in your market? What are they doing that you're doing that you're not doing? And what is something that you're doing that they're not doing? Mm-hmm. Like just kind of to push people into one, it, you know, acknowledging, Hey, there's other people out there and they, you know, you don't have to be the best at whatever, but like, it's good to know your competition or, you know, what, what the market is expecting. Right. And so it takes a certain level of awareness to, um, to acknowledge that stuff. But I think it's, think it's good. I think it's helpful. And I think that, um, just going through the process of challenging yourself and challenging your band and challenging your business are all just, they can, you know, people who don't fail, don't grow. There you go. So sometimes you just have to swing big and fall on your face. Yeah. And look, but part of it is you want to fail as quickly as possible. Yep. Start and just get it. Yeah, don't don't stretch it out. Well, yeah, and start getting feedback from from the market and from your results, and yep. and so that you can fine tune your performance. That's you know, and also just note that failure is again very much an internal process. Yeah, what you may consider a complete failure may not actually be the case. That's right. That's right. So just maybe adjust your expectations and stuff. Yeah. Well, this has been a very touchy feely self helpy episode. Gotten a little woo woo, but you know, sometimes we gotta go there. It can't yep. all be about gear and, you know, gig hunting. But we talked about that too, so what's the point? You know, what's the deal? Yeah, good point. Good point. Let me um I don't know if I shared this. We played last weekend at a friend of mine's back porch. She mm-hmm. graduated from grad school and she called me up and hired us to play and um she has had me play stuff for her parties before um pro bono not with this band with my previous band and so her you know she said don't make me any deals i want to i want i want to pay full price 
And um, so I shrugged and I told her what my full price was and she wrote us a check before we went up on stage. So um, yeah, that's uh, um, um, I don't know whether the lesson there is play for free and it'll get back to you later. I don't really like that lesson. Um, Maybe it's just like sometimes good things happen. Yeah. I mean, in, in this case you were, um, you were generous with your, uh, with your talents and that came back to you. So that, that is that's true. Cool. That is true. That is true. And you know, she's a friend and I don't mind playing. It was, um, with that other band, it was very early. It was before we were really gig ready. Probably it was some of our very first times out. And, um, so it was good for us to get the experience. I had some people in that band who had never really gigged before. Um, and so it was good for everyone. It was good for everyone. It wasn't, it wasn't just pure, you know, donation on our part. Um, but, uh, you know, and then, and then as we were talking to her, as she was writing this check that was larger than, um, most that my band has received, um, she was talking about, you know, I really feel like I need to just support what my friends are up to. I need to hire them for stuff and, you know, pay them. And it's like, yeah, right on, rock on. Yeah. Pretty much that. Let's do that. And that's what, I mean, you, it's, uh, it's like, it's patronage. It's. Yeah. It's being a patron of the arts. And yeah. some people are like that. Yeah. And, um, and then we, th- we threw down a heck of a party out there. It was the biggest, yeah. um, biggest, probably the biggest dance party we've had. I mean, it was, <laughs> we had, you know, like 40 people dancing with us there on this little patio. It was in terms of density. It was, it was, yeah. it was dense. Um, Including some some great new fans, we made a new ten year old fan, which I always love. <laughs> Get him young. Yeah, she left with a shirt and a whole lot of stickers and perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I speaking of shirts, I'm in the. Um, I've already set up some of the MTV ones on Threadless, but I'm thinking about maybe getting some printed up. Debating on that. I do like that design. It's very clever. Yeah, there's a few other kind of variations on it that are coming, but right now I'm really digging the checkered one. So very cool. All right, man. All right. Well, that's all I got to say. I think that is a good one to, uh, to wrap up on. So all you guys go out there and find songs about houses and, uh, chase your dreams and grow and do stuff. That's all we can ask. So there you go. (laughs) All right. I'll call it for this week. From Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 53.